Hi, I'm Andres. And I'm Josephine. Welcome to the Remoter Podcast. Follow us on season one of this journey as we cover anything and everything you need to know in order to successfully build and scale a remote first team. Someone who's been working remotely for over a decade, our CEO, Alexander Torneira, shares his personal experiences, lessons learned, and advice for those of you who are curious and interested in exploring the future of work. This podcast is brought to you by Tori, the end-to-end recruitment solution for remoters. Get our free AI-powered sourcing and processing tools or let Tori recruit on your behalf at tori.co. That's T-O-R-R-E dot C-O. Welcome to our final episode of the Remoter Podcast. Oh, this is really bittersweet and I cannot believe we've been going at it for so many weeks now and we're finally here. Thanks for joining us on our journey as we learned about building and scaling remote-based teams. We're glad to have you a part of this. So for our very last episode, this is where you plant your flag. This is where you can say, hooray, we've done it. It's time to onboard members of your team, new members of your team to your company. So welcome to the episode where we talk about onboarding. This is a great story. I know that Alex doesn't think my stories are fun, so I'm going to say great. So I was living in a farmhouse. With a cook and seven rooms, with a farmhouse anyway. Yeah. With a completely strange family to me. Okay. For a week. Don't get me wrong, it was great. It was a great experience. But I don't know if there's a culture where, where like meeting other people and getting blending right in is just normal, but at least not for me. That one week, one intense week of farm life with a family that was not mine that I had just met, literally just met, like literally met at the farmhouse, okay. was my onboarding. So <laughs> for what job was that? So it was for Torre. And the point here is onboarding for companies is very important. And companies go through great lens to meet their teams and have them feel part of the company and explain how they do things and their culture and whatnot. But in remote work in particular, and it doesn't necessarily have to be this way for all kinds of positions, but at least for positions in where there has to be a really good working relationship in between the person that's coming to the team and his leader. Also where, you know, important decisions are to be made together. I like to say that when you partner with someone, it's like if you were getting married, right? Okay. It's a really important, important commitment and, and you're going to fight and you're going to have arguments and you're going to disagree on things and you need to kind of feel comfortable disagreeing and working through issues together and going through highs and downs and whatnot. In the case of my onboarding on Torre, it was literally like four days after I had talked for more than 30 minutes with Alex. I was on a plane to an unknown city. I swear to God, my mom was like, this guy's going to get like kidnapped or yeah, something. Right. <laughs> it ended up being Alex's family. I had a great time with him and, and then we got to know each other. And of course I have my room, so no weird things going on. But, um, and the important thing is that I knew and we knew that because we were building things from scratch and we were setting things up and we really didn't know exactly how things were going to go. Like it was kind of obvious for us that we needed to have some FaceTime to like, you know, go fast through things and get to know each other and whatnot. What made you decide to invite me to your farmhouse where you were staying with your family for a week? Easy, I had an extra room. <laughs> onboarding of remote teams I think it's something um, where I provide some tips in the book 
but I haven't yet to identify which is the best way of doing them. I continue experimenting, even though I've been doing it for a long time already, but I continue experimenting because there are two ways in which you can do it. You, you go fully remote on your onboarding, and that is the person on boards working from whatever they're going to work as they are going to continue working eventually in the future, or you fly the person somewhere else to work alongside another member of your team, hopefully the leader or one of the leaders that the person is going to be um, reporting to. In the case of Andres, I decided to fly him to a little country house, a coffee farmhouse that we rented for a month in uh, Armenia, a small town in, in Colombia. I wanted my daughter to get the full Colombian experience of going to school over there for at least a month. She was four or five back then, okay. uh, four and it just happened that at that moment in time, I had the chance of recruiting Andres and we were there. If it had not been that farmhouse, by the way, it would have been San Francisco probably. I would have flown him uh, to San Francisco. But Armenia, the coffee growers area of Colombia, it was. And, and I believe it was a great experience not only to get to know Andres in person over there, but uh, in general just being in, in that area of Colombia that I had not visited in the past. What surprised you the most out of that onboarding experience? I've had this happen before in in the la in the previous couple of months with people that joined our team. So I now understand that it's not that it wasn't a weirdo because at the time I had such a level of like admiration for the company, for the team that it's like when you meet when you have a rock star that you follow and then you meet them in person you're so excited and you're like, "Oh," but then you humanize the person. And I think that humanizing the people you're going to work alongside, it's very important. So you can stop paying attention to how cool they are and start paying attention to how they work, right? And if your culture of work fits or could work alongside their culture of work. So I think that the most interesting part of it was really getting to understand your culture of work and your routines and um, how do you make decisions and how do you think and going off script, you know, because the onboarding process that we have, it's a very structured onboarding process with all the like setting up the email and, and access to different like confluence right. and all those things. It's a very structured process. And that's very important, I think, for companies to have templates and checklists and, and whatnot. So that's important. But also being able to go off topic and uh, hanging out and getting to know each other. I think it's a very important aspect. So the most, yeah, I think the most fascinating thing was seeing how for the first time so close because I've met other personalities and, and you know, idols in different sectors of, of life uh, and, and humanize them in a, in a physical way. But being able to humanize how a CEO of a multi-million dollar company works and operates and, and does things allowed me to understand, okay, there's a fit for us to work together. Uh, today I'm biased towards the, we recently hired five engineers at the same time. That was the most recent hire. And having them all fly to my house was not viable. And also because we were they experimenting. Wouldn't fit. They, mean, they wouldn't fit of my house. Of course, we can get them hotel rooms. San Francisco is expensive for that. But also they were in a test period. Although Andres was also in a test period. So the next thing I'm going to be experimenting is having that in-person onboarding after the person completes the test period. As kind of a graduation from that test period and see how, how that works. I've had a lot of remote jobs and there's just sort of, you show up one day and you're an employee all of a sudden and nothing really has changed. Does it help to have that break that says you're with us now, things are different? I've seen a bunch of companies, uh, small teams and companies that are not very well structured, not properly do onboarding. Okay. I think that's the worst kind of thing you could do to a hire. 
because then they have to figure out on their own and start making assumptions and uh, supposing how things should be done. And so you're going to start fighting with the person and going into arguments and person's not going to do things you, the way you are used to having things done or they're not going to fit well within the process. So really onboarding people on how should they do the job so they fit within the overall structure of the organization? Right. How does uh, how does HR work? How does paperwork works? How does reporting works? What kind of performance based management style do you have? What kind of, in our case, product development frameworks do you use? Leadership, management, and what and and so on. So it's really important. So and 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 the current state of things, right? What are you currently working on? What have you been working on? Why did you stop working on this? Why are you starting to work on that? So that actually helps you a lot to be able to understand, okay, where am I getting into? Because I've seen this happen. I don't know if it happens as much in corporations. I don't have enough enough information about it. But in smaller and medium-sized companies, I've seen that they just hire a person, person shows up, hey, this is your email, this is your ID to get into the building. Welcome to the company. We're going to have a meeting to discuss your priorities. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. But that's not enough. And let enough, let alone being a remote employee or part of a team working remotely, there's a lot of questions you're going to have because you're not going to be able to learn just by copying what other people do within the office or by asking, you know, your colleague from the desk on the side, hey, how should I do this? It's going to be harder for you to do that, right? So onboarding's become particularly relevant for remote teams. Now, onboarding is extremely important. I mean, you have to have a checklist, and I think I go about that on the book and the videos, just in case. The areas where I continue experimenting and I haven't yet made my mind is whether we want the person to fly and work side by side next to someone else. At the beginning, after the trial period has ended, or if ever, at all. So Andreas, um, your onboarding sounded insane. I can't believe you got to go spend time on a farm with Alex. And I mean, all I, 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 I'm so glad I came to San Francisco to meet you guys. But what? Like that? That is so cool. That is uh, something that you know that you can't do in an office. Wait, space. wait, wait, wait a second. What? Your onboarding, part of your onboarding was going to Las Vegas for three days, everything paid. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a different type the, of there thing. Is, yeah. There is an Instagram story that I saw the, the other week where we were checking out each other's personal branding thing is, and I saw your foot there in Las Vegas. So no complaining. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> it's on a different, it's on a different level. It's a different scale. It's something... I don't even think we can compare it or anything. It's a because different it's so, geography as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So that's why maybe I'm just like, oh my God, it was out of North America. Wow. Like that's really, really cool. At least for me to hear it. Well, by the time this episode goes out, you must have probably been through a Brazilian countries already. So oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's make sure to give our listeners an update right now. Hi everyone, um, Josephine here, recording season two of the Remoter Podcast. Uh, by this time, you will be hearing our finale, and I am in Austria doing my, I can't even count, I think we're nearing number 10, uh, the 10th episode for the Remoter Podcast or so, and I'm really excited to have you guys hear what 
we've been collecting so far. There's a lot of stories, a lot of very different and diverse stories. And we've only started scratching the surface as in I've only been in Europe. Like I haven't even hit uh, the Americas yet and other continents. So season two is going to be a good one. So it's been a wild ride. And I want to thank you all personally for taking the time to hear and comment and share and discuss ideas on all of our chapters so far. I want to make sure that we create an awesome experience for you, an awesome audio experience for you for season two. And I also want to make sure that you are part of the conversation and part of the voices that we're going to be sharing on the next season. So you're still on time to share your ideas, to share your thoughts, to share your topics you'd like to discuss, to let us know who we should bring onto the podcast. Um, because right now we're wrapping up on the last last chapters and I want to make sure that your voice is there. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us and to learn from the diverse perspectives that we share with you. And Josephine, thank you so much for taking the time to build Remoter into what it is today. I think this is exactly what we imagined when we started the project. Thank you, Andreas. And thank you to all our listeners for sticking by. And we'll see you in season two. Thank you so much for tuning in. A few last words. If you enjoyed that episode, please follow us on social media at Remoter Project and let us know what you think about the latest episode. We'd love for you to join us as we continue building the Remoter Library on our website, remoter.com. That's R-E-M-O-T-E-R.com. If you want even more resources, sign up for our free founding and growing remotely online course. You can find that on our website or check the description for links. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember, we're here to make work fulfilling. So I'd like to ask you, what part will you play in shaping the future of work? <laughs>